Welcome to this week's edition of the A2 Schools podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Cluley, Director of Communications here at the Ann Arbor Public Schools. We've got a very green subject matter today. We're going to be talking about environment and environmental sustainability across the Ann Arbor Public Schools. We've got a couple of great guests today. As always, our superintendent, Dr. Swift, is here. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. I'm really excited to be here today. Alrighty. And then uh, since we're talking environment, we have the Executive Director of Environmental Sustainability, Emil Latsana, is here today. Good afternoon. Great to be here. Alrighty. Now, when I think about the Ann Arbor Public Schools, I know that we've got a long, long history of uh, looking at the environment dating back to at least the 1960s. Dr. Swift, I wonder if you could just give sort of your overview of, of where the, the district has been and is going and whatnot with environment. I love that. Uh, you know, in the Ann Arbor Public Schools, we are so fortunate to have had a long history of environmental education, as you noted, starting back in the 1960s, Bill Stapp and Bill Browning uh, really founding that environmental education program. Uh, we're so fortunate to have had Dave Siegel on our team for many, many years. And then more recently, Cord Ambrosino has joined the team. Uh, so this is a long tradition of a deep commitment to environmental education in our district. We were so excited back in the fall of 2018 to dedicate uh, the Freeman Environmental Education Center. Um, and you know that uh, location, 40 acres, uh, 20 acres of wooded and 20 acres of grassland is just a perfect setting uh, for Dave and Court to lead our elementary and middle and high school students through just a number of environmentally focused uh, learning activities. So we're excited to have that as a part uh, of our overall environmental sustainability plan. We feel like the number one thing we have the opportunity to do is to educate the next generation of environmentalists. And I'm so proud of how well uh, we do that in the Ann Arbor Public Schools. And that's a very important uh, step in terms of making sure that our kids uh, know uh, about environmental uh, issues and whatnot. But it's also important uh, to make sure that we're being environmentally friendly, we're being environmentally sustainable and whatnot. Uh, and I'm hoping, Mr. Latsana, you can talk about some of the, the efforts that APS has been doing lately to make sure that we are being environmentally sustainable. Yeah, thanks for that, Andrew. And, and Dr. Swift is so right. There is a rich, deep history of environmental education at, at our schools and so many uh, really awesome school-based initiatives uh, you know, with green teams and uh, gardens and all these other things that are happening. Um, but we, we've also been very fortunate with uh, the generous support of our community and the, and the passage of the sinking fund and more recently the capital bond has provided some resources at the school district that uh, really let us take things to the next level with our facilities and our operations. Uh, you know, we're super excited and we're thankful for the neighbors and the communities uh, surrounding Forsyth and Clay, where we're installing geothermal systems. We're putting in hundreds of wells to heat and cool those buildings, and those will be the largest geothermal heating and cooling systems in Washtenaw County once they're operational in about a year's time. And it's, we know it's been a disruptance, but you know those wells go down over 500 feet, and there's 
uh, it's just really awesome that we'll be able to uh, drastically reduce our use of natural gas uh, and the pollution associated with that at those sites. Um, we've also been embarking on the last three years or so on a pretty major rooftop solar program. We have eight large rooftop solar arrays currently uh, at the school district, and that makes us the largest producer of solar energy in Washtenaw County with over a megawatt of installed solar capacity. Um, it may not sound like a lot, but that provides about 6% of our electricity here at AAPS currently. So that's, that's really exciting. Um, following on the theme of electricity and electrification, we we're fortunate to uh, partner with the state of Michigan and others to uh, receive four electric buses that are currently in operation. Um, we're in sort of a pilot phase with that, learning, you know, the drivers are learning about it, the facilities folks are learning about it. We're learning the technology and um, that's, that's been really awesome. And we hope to, to be able to expand that once we settle in with these four buses. And looking a little further to the future, um, we're really excited about our first two new school buildings in Arab Public Schools in many decades. Um, and those are being planned as, uh, it's really cutting edge to be all electric buildings. So those buildings will not have a natural gas service and they will operate solely on electricity uh, with solar on the roof and uh, geothermal heating and cooling systems and electric kitchens and all of that uh, kind of futuristic stuff that we're really driving for in this community as we try to wean ourselves off of fossil fuels and move towards renewable uh, sources of energy. And those are the, the new Mitchell Elementary and the, the new work uh, being proposed at Pathways, correct? That's right, yep. Well, it's exciting that we're able to do that. Um, Dr. Swift, can you talk a little bit about the important role that the community played? Um, I know when we went out for that 2019 bond, we, we said that environmental sustainability was going to be one of the four pillars. How important was that passing uh, in being able to, to afford these various projects that uh, Mr. Latsana has referenced? You're exactly right, and we are so deeply grateful to our Ann Arbor community who saw the value. Uh, we heard from folks over many years that this was a priority. We agreed that it was a priority, but our, our building's uh, average age of 65 years, uh, they're not very environmentally sound um, at, naturally at that age. So we needed a, a complete commitment to renewing our infrastructure so that it can be wired up for environmental sustainability. So um, I'm so very grateful to our community. Uh, you know, really that environmental focus has allowed us to do exactly what uh, Mr. Lazzana has said, to commit to the solar projects, the geothermal, the new uh, classrooms, the LED lighting that is so much um, better for our students and for their learning, but also much better for the planet. And this is all based off of the Board of Education several years ago, passing a policy, making this a, an important commitment, correct? Exactly. So back in 2018, really two foundational milestones, one opening uh, the Freeman Environmental Center that we referenced, and then secondly, in December of 2018, the passing of the 8,000 series policies that really articulate and codify 
our deep commitment to the urgency of uh, climate impact and our responsibility as an organization to do something about that. And, you know, we can have that commitment all day, but without the resources to carry out the work, we would be uh, hard-pressed to make this kind of progress uh, that we've made so far. So as we look forward, uh, Mr. Latsana, I'm understanding that we're working on an environmental sustainability framework. Can you tell us a little bit about the plan, you know, how it's being developed and when it might happen, when we might find out more details about it? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, in November of 2021, the Board of Education authorized the formation of a citizen advisory environmental sustainability task force. And that group uh, is composed of community members, um, some AAPS staff, a couple of teachers, and we even have a couple students on that group. And they're advising uh, district administration, including myself and others, on the development of an AAPS environmental sustainability framework. Now, we've been doing this work for many, many years at AAPS, but the, uh, the urgency of the climate change emergency is upon us. And we need to take our game to the next level and really get a plan together that covers a whole gamut of areas and, and develop clear, actionable next steps for us that move the institution along in the direction of carbon neutrality and environmental sustainability. Um, it has kind of six core areas, and we're looking forward to bringing this to the community uh, in the next couple of months. Um, operational carbon emissions, uh, new construction and renovation, uh, healthy school campuses, our core mission, climate and environmental literacy, uh, community partnerships, and then finally the sixth section is about reporting and what are the metrics that we plan to track and, and report back to our, our community. And when did you say that we might hear more, a little bit more about this plan in, in going forward? I believe we're, we're looking at November or December to bring this to the Board of Education and share with our community. And, and it's important to think of this as a living document. Technologies are changing. Their resources are changing. What federal funding, the Inflation Reduction Act, changes the game for us because there's incentives available there. So this framework is not a, a you know, you, you write it and it's done and it sits on a shelf. It's a living document meant to be updated and revised over time, but it provides us that framework to organize our, our thoughts, organize our plans, and organize our actions in a way that uh, is sy systematic and will help move the institution as a whole forward. You know, uh, Emil, I really appreciate the way you laid that out. Uh, the board, and I'm grateful we have two uh, board liaison to the task force as well. Uh, I really appreciate that their call to our community members and so grateful for their service over this past year plus, but their call to them was to help us craft a roadmap. Mm -hmm. uh, that we could make significant progress on our journey as an organization uh, to environmental sustainability and to living that commitment uh, that our district, Ann Arbor Public Schools, and our Ann Arbor community has had for many decades. So mm -hmm. I just really appreciate the work of the task force and look forward uh, to bringing, uh, bringing uh, together a document that, like you say, will be a living document, but it'll be our roadmap 
a roadmap to the future where we not only have a deep history of educating environmentalists and changing the world for good that way, but that we also have strong policy and a framework that uh, that helps us measure our progress as we move forward. So that sounds like a great past, present, and future uh, focus to me. Exactly. Uh, I'm just wondering, does the, the plan tie into, obviously, the, the district's core mission of teaching and learning? Will, will that be addressed in this plan as well? Yes, absolutely. Um, there's, a, there's an entire section on you know, teaching and learning, both, both formal education and the many informal ways that, that the district supports education and recreation and so many other things. Um, and, you know, we recognize that we have a responsibility to lead and educate in our community um, and in the development of climate and environmental literacy in our students and community uh, to ensure that our community is prepared for an unseen, uncertain climate change future. Yeah. I mean, that's really our role in the community is to educate our next generation of, of citizens, of leaders, of activists, and we, we can do solar panels all day long and geothermal, and that is the plan. But in, in addressing how we uh, bring our children forward into this climate change future, that's, that's really the important role that we can play among our peers in, in the county. And I just want to give a shout out to our teachers. And we're delighted to have uh, teachers on the task force serving, uh, as well as we already referenced Court and Dave, who oversee the environmental education program. But every day in the Ann Arbor Public Schools, our teachers, regardless of elementary, middle, or high school, regardless of their content area, I see our educators living that core value, that organizational and community value of a commitment to the planet. And I think that's the most powerful thing that we can do is to live and learn together right alongside the next generation uh, who will lead the way for us. Well, hearing about all this environmental planning for the future is definitely good news in the Ann Arbor Public Schools. But we're, it's not the only good news. We also have to celebrate, as we do every week, our good news in the AAPS. And uh, this week, I want to uh, celebrate. Uh, last week, there was a big celebration at Community High School. It was uh, for a variety of things. It was the 100th anniversary of the building, which was originally Jones School. It was for the 50th anniversary of Community High School being at that uh, location, um, but it also, the, the students and staff at Community uh, were really, they're embarking right now on a, a study and a lifting up the history of the African-American community that uh, was in that area. Jones School was a predominantly African-American school, and it's, it's great to, to see um, that history being honored and recognized by today's students. You know, Andrew, I was so inspired out at Community High School, uh, the historic Jones School campus, to meet uh, the several alums, uh, alumni of, of Jones School. And uh, they were remarkable individuals, had the great opportunity to hear their stories. I'm so grateful that our teachers and our team at Community High School is facilitating this as a year of learning for our students to learn and to understand the history 
a hundred years, and uh, the name of this endeavor is a hundred years of hidden history. Um, and I may not be saying that perfectly, but um, our students at Community High School are going to be listening and learning to primary sources of this history, those who experienced it, and sharing that story with that outcome. They're hoping to have, as I understand it, a historical marker installed. So isn't that inspiring? It's so inspiring, and it's it's great to see. Um, so often schools, you know, when they celebrate their 100th year, it's it's about the school. And community, as community does, makes it about the community itself. And uh, in, importantly, the community that, that has been overlooked oftentimes and the history isn't as well known about. So it's great to hear um, that these students and their efforts to celebrate their school will also be an effort to celebrate the African-American, the black community in Ann Arbor. That's right. And I'm so glad that as they learn we will all have the opportunity to learn. So I invite members of the community, stay tuned in on this because it's going to be a great learning experience for all of Ann Arbor, I hope. Alrighty. Well, thank you both for joining me today. Uh, Dr. Swift, thank you. Thank you. It's been great to be here. And thank you, uh, Mr. Lazzana, uh, Mr. Cluley, for all the work. Uh, I'm excited about where we're going with environmental sustainability, uh, that we not only embody the values and the importance of teaching and learning, but that we also uh, have organizational practices that will set us apart as a leader in Southeast Michigan on this effort. And thank you very much, uh, Mr. Lazzana, for joining us today. Thank you both. It was great to be here. You've been listening to the A2 Schools podcast. As always, if you have any questions about the Ann Arbor Public Schools, our website, a2schools.org, is the first place to go to look to get those questions answered. If you have any uh, questions that you'd like to have heard on the A2 Schools podcast or maybe an idea for a topic, please email communications at a2schools.org. And thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of the A2 Schools Podcast. Mm -hmm.